Sports Station 1043 The Band presents Stokely and Zach. Some good uh, suggestions on the RamosLaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Um, about- and I got some breaking news on, on Chicken Fingers that I got to share that I learned during okay. the last break. And Chicken Fingers is our producer, Kevin Kistner. But go ahead. Give me some good responses. No, I want some good responses just real quick. We, we got to. Um, okay. Uh, thunderstruck? Getting Thunderstruck, you know, by ACDC a lot. Now, Thunder is the name of the horse. That runs around there. Right. Um, I believe they play it when the para... Paratroopers? Is, is that what... what? The, 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 uh, the, the parachuters? The parachuters, like, dive in, which is, again, I was there this past year watching it all over again. I'm like, I cannot yeah. believe these guys jump out of a plane and find a way... There you go. ...to all land, like, uh-huh. like where they want to land. I just... I get, I get anxious. Yeah. Like, they, am I... I don't want to watch anything. I don't, like this. No. Is, this is and they're coming down so fast. And so this fast. Is like this, like they just kind of cruise. And they don't, yeah, and there's not like some massive parachute. They're like smaller, like you know, more gliding parachutes. I just scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, Here we go a little right. Uh, that sounds okay. good. Yeah. Uh, you see, like okay, I like that. Yeah, getting a getting getting a handful of those. Okay. Um, what else here? Uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, get, get you know Joe Walsh, uh, Rocky Mountain Way, getting a lot of that, a um, lot of that. A uh, Wild Horses by Rolling Stones, that was a very famous song, but that's slower paced. Is it? That's slower paced. Yeah, um, I would try to do a rendition of that one, but it's just it's gonna sound awful, and someone will save it. Um, Loser by Beck. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's that's a low blow. Wow. That's a low blow. That's I'm a, a loser, that's a, baby. That's a Chiefs fan. Why don't you? Yeah. That's a Chiefs fan. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, we'll circle back to some of them, and we'll get to uh, the dirt on Kevin here uh, shortly. But I want to go through an exercise that we've never done before. We've never done it. No, and I think that we can learn a couple things by going through the exercise. And what we're going to do here is we are going to draft the top 10 Denver Broncos. Okay. We'll rock, paper, scissor for the number one overall pick, and then we'll go alternating up to 10. And what can we learn in the process? A number of offensive players versus defensive players. You know, what is your what does your first five look like? That's your blue chip talent. Where does that stack up to other NFL teams? What about the what about the latter half of your top 10? Uh, could, that, could that tell us something? Uh, ages of players, could that tell us something? So I figure we just kind of go through it. Uh, well, there's no salary cap here. We're just no, okay. no. It's just just in the vacuum of football player. All right, all right. I like it. Ready? Rock, yep. Rock, oh, wait, do a rock oh, paper goodness. scissors shoot or rock paper scissors one two three shoot? Are you serious? I'm dead serious, bro. Dude, one two that, three shoot. That yes, that's what everyone does. I don't. What do you mean? Like rock paper scissors one two three shoot? Yeah. Who does that? No one. Is that what y'all do in Saskatchewan? <laughs> Ready? That, rock, paper, scissors, scissors one, two. What are you doing? Dude, nobody does rock, paper, one, two, three. All right, all right. Is this guy serious right now? Ready? Rock, 
I just showed you what I was going to do. I, I thought we were this on the is, same page doing the, the, the long-form way. No one does the long-form way, Zach. What are you making up? All right, now i got to change it up. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I knew it. I went back to it. I got it. <laughs> I knew it. Reverse psychology fell for it like my five-year-old would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I go first. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is just too easy. It's too easy. It's just like taking candy from a baby, except it's a, how old are you, 36-year-old baby. Almost. Goodness gracious. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I knew it. God. I knew I could just hype it up because, oh, he's not going to do it again. Oh, yep, I'm rock again. Bam. Oh, <laughs> so man. I just made my day. Holy oh, right. cow. Goodness Pat Sertan. You're going PS2. Oh, I like this, Kistner. Pat Sertan, number one overall. Um, you know, you got a cornerstone over there that uh, in his second year, all pro. All pro. A premier position. Yes, it is. Can't ignore it. So, um, you know, he's lived up to everything. Picked him ninth overall a couple years ago. He's been great from the start. So, um, he's gonna. I think he's just going to continue to uh, develop and, and get better and better. Which is hard to believe that he can get better. Uh, if you know, what does that look like? That could that could be scary. I mean, we got to come up with another name, you know, spinoff of Revis Island uh, for 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 PS two. Um, we can workshop that as well. Okay. Uh, this is one of these drafts where, like, this coming NFL draft, we don't know who's going to go number one. Andrew Luck came out. We know who's going number one. Right. This is that type of draft here. Because if I had the number one pick and uh-huh. didn't fall for your Nick Sirianni nonsense, <laughs> uh, I was going to draft Pat Sertan, too. I think he's the best football player yeah. that the Denver Broncos have. Right. Yes, I agree. I mean, that's the one you have to take, right? Yep. I mean, so... Okay, we agree on that. Okay, so we're drafting. But now the Denver, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, we're, no. We're, we're drafting the top ten Denver Broncos. Salary cap doesn't matter. Contracts don't matter. Uh, we're just going purely through the lens of football and trying to uh, go through this exercise, see what we can learn. Yeah, and I don't think there's a consensus number two here. Like there was a consensus number one. I don't think there's a consensus number two. I think you can go a bunch of different directions to, depending on your your you know your view of it. With the second overall pick. Go with Garrett Bowles. Okay. Go, uh, again, premier position, former all-pro, imperfect, imperfect, but that, like, we've seen what this offensive line looks like without him. It's scary. It's scary. Need a healthy left tackle in Garrett Bowles this year. Need him to look more like 2020. But uh, Fleming played pretty decent last year. I think he filled in over there for uh, the majority of it. Um I think he did pretty decent over there. And that's I think he's gonna be a free agent. That's a name to watch to see if they try to bring him Cam back. Cam Fleming? Okay. Yeah, Cam Fleming. Okay. Yes. We uh, can revisit that conversation. Okay, but Bowles coming off the injury. Yeah, I'm going with the left tackle. Even, you don't think he's declining at all? You're not concerned with that? Because he hadn't been the same since he had that. I mean, you're referencing like three years ago all pro and then like Hey, this is not quite hasn't been the same, Zach. When they didn't call holding, remember that? You oh, highlighted it's so hard right. to forget. I know because you are highlighting that yes, thing, and then yes, they decriminalized uh, holding uh, for a whole season where it dropped fifty percent, and that was the year that Bowles was an All Pro. I'm still taking him. Yeah. Uh, well, you have no choice. We know you're taking number, him. You took him. I'm taking him number two overall in the Stokeland Zach inaugural Denver Broncos draft. And I think that's look. 
it is a premier position, so I can't give you too much pushback on that. And um, you need one of those guys. I, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard time here with uh, my third pick. And, and, you know, is Draymond Jones available? Let, okay, let's make him available. Here. Let's make okay, him. he is available. Well, I don't, no, let me ask you the question. Should we be making Draymond Jones available? This is your exercise. You have to come up with the rules. I can't do everything yeah, for you. Yeah, let's make him available because okay. I think we'll learn more if he is available. Okay. Oh, man. This is an interesting one. I'm, I'm looking at a few names here, okay? You want me to go through the names what, sure, of what sure, we're doing sure, and yeah, what I'm yeah. thinking maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm looking at a Jerry Judy. I'm looking at the way he finished the year mm-hmm. and kind of how I'm projecting him to play this whole next year. Yep. I'm, I'm going to throw Javante Williams in there, right? I got one sleeper that I'm not going to just quite talk about. Just So Dalton Reisner's in the mix, right, also? If, sure. Yeah, if Draymond is. Draymond's in. Throw Reisner I, I, in there. I, I, obviously, the, the guy I'm thinking about here next it, it, in this conversation, Draymond Jones. Um, and then, obviously, you have to uh, talk about Justin Simmons, right? I mean, this guy. Uh, this is so funny because you're going through this exercise, and I'm thinking of a name or two saying in my head, I hope he falls to me. Right. But not now, but I hope he falls to me with, like, the seventh pick. Right. As we as Stokely and Zach are inaugural drafting on the top ten get? Broncos, five each, five each. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're we're not gonna do the whole roster. We're doing the ten best Broncos in our estimation, and see what we can learn. I'm gonna take Justin Simmons and pair him with Pat Sertan, and I think I got the makings of a really good secondary. What do you make of my pick of Justin Simmons? I love it, and that's probably where I would go. I mean, he is in terms of football player. Again, this is just football, no contracts. Justin Simmons after Pat Sertan is probably the best football player that they have. Now, the thing with it, it, with him is, is the position as impactful as cornerback, as a pass rusher, as a, you know, a, a wider, you know, you can kind of go through a left tackle. I took Bowles number two, uh, part, partly because he plays left tackle. So um, I like it. I like the pick of Simmons. So he goes number three. So I'm, I'm on the board. You're up. You're on the clock. Um, so a lot of good football players yep. left, you know. I mean, it's no, I don't think anyone just sticks out and stands out like take me, take me, take no, me. No, not really. I think you can go a bunch of different ways on how you're viewing, you know, your roster. And maybe, and other, like you said, the other thing is like you kind of hoping maybe a guy slides mm-hmm. and, and falls to you yeah. with the fifth overall pick, right? Yeah. Where you're just like sitting there waiting and there, maybe this guy's yeah. not thinking about him. Yes. Okay. I want to take another guy right here, but I'm, I'm going to gamble a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the fourth overall pick. Why do you get the music at all? Chicken fingers. You ain't setting it up. Oh. You're not setting it up. Uh, that's true. That's fair. There's still there's still things you can learn. Give me Javante Williams. Okay. Give me Javante Williams. I Risky pick, Zach. It, I don't know if I would have taken him that high. There's some risk you involved. Could've, you could have been patient and got him like later in this draft. That's a, that, that's a, that's a mistake by you. We were just talking about that, and I think you panicked. I, I, I'm not panicking. I am assuming, I am betting on his uh, youth. This is a young football player that got hurt. This is a uh, a, a football character that I know is going to attack the rehab process and already has. We heard yesterday he should be ready to go by week one. Whether it's week one or three or four, not concerned about it. When I'm drafting a guy, I'm looking at the long-term outlook. I think Javante Williams uh, has a chance to be a, a Pro Bowl caliber running back here in Denver. I'm taking Javante Williams, and I'm doing it confidently. Okay. Um, he said to himself. 
I think, um, yeah, you're talking yourself into it. I'm not going to knock the pick too hard because we both love Javante Williams, and I think he's going to come back fully healthy. I just think it's a riskier type of pick to pick it as your second um, overall pick, the fourth overall pick in our draft. I'm I'm going to say defense here, and you just gave me, like, one of the top free agents on the market, and I'm going to go interior uh, defensive line here, our defensive end, and, and a guy that also can play outside linebacker, that played outside line when we need some bulk out there. We, we put him out there, and then, oh, by the way, our defense was awesome that game. I forgot that was late in the season, and we were worried about our, our undersized outside linebacker setting the edge. Yeah, and, right. And it was Draymond. It was against a really good running football team. Was it the was Carolina it, Panthers? Was it the Titans? The Titans. The Titans, yes. And we were like, Derek Henry. And, oh and these my guys gonna, these could be Guess big what? trouble. We put the big daddy over there and Draymond Jones, and, and they couldn't do anything. Yeah. Give me Draymond Jones right here. I feel like I got a good value with my third overall pick. How do you view that pick? I like it. Uh, Draymond Jones is going to get paid out the nose. It's probably not here in Denver, uh, but we did make him and Reisner part of this exercise because I, I simply think we'll learn more if we have him in here, and we'll get to the reasons why here shortly after we're done. Uh, Draymond Jones has an opportunity to be a game changer. But here's what I'll ask. Has Draymond Jones been a game changer here in Denver? Not consistently. I mean, we've seen it in bits and pieces. I remember he had like a two or three sack game a, a year a year or so ago, and but we just haven't seen it consistently enough. So um, in spurts, but we would like to see it more. Yeah, it's almost like a tease. It's like okay, there it is, and then the next, then we don't see him really for and, a few weeks. And that's the difference between a good NFL player and a star. I said this through the year. Stars are stars because they shine every single night. Yeah. And Draymond Jones doesn't shine every single night. But when he shines, he looks the part. And he's going to get paid the part, too. And I don't think it's going to be by the Broncos. So we'll see how that ages. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. George Payton sounded confident talking about it from the combine. We'll see how it ages. But I like the pick. So this is the inaugural Stokely and Zach drafting of the Denver Broncos uh, going one for one. And drafting 10, the top 10 in our estimation, Denver Broncos. We get to the sixth pick. Here's who's been picked, by the way, if you're just joining us. Pat Sertan went number one overall. Uh, Stokely picked him. I took left tackle uh, Garrett Bowles, number two. Justin Simmons got taken number three. I took Javante Williams, number four. You take Draymond Jones, number five. Now, I am back on the clock with the sixth overall pick. How much do I want to gamble here? Hmm. I am going to go with, I'm going to bet on the upside and what my eyes were telling me I was seeing uh, last season, specifically in the last two-thirds of the season. I'm going to bet on Jerry Judy here with the sixth overall pick, probably the most. And um, he really showed up at the end of the season. And you know he he does he competes and he could have he could have shut it down and I don't know if it, I think it was a Chargers game I mean it looked like he snapped his ankle yeah and um, there's a couple of instances like yeah. that with Judy that was like hold your breath type of stuff and he was available for the next week did did not miss a lot of time this year no no um, he 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 didn't so I like that pick I like that pick from you I can't knock it too much Zach you have you noticed something here. Your three picks are all offense. My three picks are all defense wow. here. Wow. Um, funny how that how that works out. I've Interesting. Pat Sertan, Justice Simmons, Draymond Jones. You got Bowles, Javante, Jerry, Judy. Um, Interesting. 
Yes. Uh, and I could care less about the approach. I'm just picking what I think are the best football players betting on them for this year. It yeah. just it worked out that Perfect. way. Perfect. <sighs> do I go O-line? Do I go offense or do I stick with defense? Zach, you know, I, I think there's value here with my fourth overall pick, my second to last pick. I got to go with this guy um, because I think there's value here. And it's Russell Wilson. Wow! It's Russell Wilson. There, there's, there's this value. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. Russell Wilson. Um, because there's a lot of value. And we've seen him play at such a high level. I can't ignore the position. I need a quarterback. And um, I like his upside. Bounce back with Sean Payton. I, I like it. And we've seen the pictures. It looks like he's focused. Looks like he's taking this seriously. Looks like he's leaning up to be old Russ. Right. Right. The guy that can be a Houdini in the pocket. And um, I'm not going to risk the quarterback position. And then you scoop him up next. I got to take it. I think there's great value with my fourth overall pick. I absolutely love the logic. If he was still there at 10, that's who I was probably going to take for all the same reasons that you just outlined. So you get a full cosign from me. It's the inaugural Stokely and Zach drafting of the Denver Broncos. Who are the top 10 Denver Broncos in our estimation that you'd bet on for this season? Pat Sertan, Bowles, Justin Simmons, Javante Williams, Draymond Jones, Jerry Judy, and Russell Wilson are all off the board. There's three picks left. I am up with the eight Eighth overall selection. Do I draft my first defensive player? And who would that be? I mean, give me some candidates that you're you're thinking about. Walk me through who so um, your so, defensive candidates are. So we know that uh, PS2 is off the board. Draymond Jones is off the board. Justin Simmons is off the board. Taking a hard look at DJ Jones. He is just a damn good football player. You got to turn your mic on to do radio. Okay. No one else heard it, but I did. Yeah. DJ Jones, the damn good Fair. football player. Fair. He is. Anybody else that you? Um, yeah, I'm considering. There's, there's one that when he's healthy, he might be the best football player that the Denver Broncos have. He's just not healthy a lot. Oh. That's Randy Gregory. Yeah. We have got to remember. We got to rewind the tape back to. Uh, week number one, week number two, week number three, Randy Gregory was everywhere. Randy Gregory's bend was like the second cousin of Vaughn. He was getting the ball out. Two forced fumbles in the first three football games. Just making plays. But I, I do, do I want to gamble on him here? I'm going to wait. I want DJ Jones in the middle of my defense. Damn good football player. Yeah, he is. And I know, I, I know what I'm getting uh, with DJ. Okay, I, I, I like that. Um... I like that pick from you. He he is a really good player. Um, okay, I got a, I got one. I'm gonna save, and I think I could get this guy probably um, at the end of the draft. But I, I think I need to address my offensive line here. I think I need to go O line, and I, I just looking at my what I have going on. Obviously, I'm not going to take another cornerback. Um, I got the best safety. I got the best cornerback. And I got the best defensive lineman, um, I think, in, in Draymond Jones. Now, DJ Jones, they play a little bit different positions. 
Uh, Dre, uh, DJ Jones is that no ta- nose tackle right over the center, right? Um, you're not going to see him get to the quarterback much, but he, he does a really good job of keeping blockers off of your linebackers. I think I'm going to go with the youth here, Zach. Okay. And I'm going with the offensive line. Going with the belly. What? I'm going with the belly and the potential there. Wow. Um, Quinn Miners. I think they're really high on him. Now, I don't study him week in and week out. Um, I leave that to Mark Slareth. And Pro Uh, Football Focus uh, thinks of him very highly. Right. And he, he had a good year this year, and he really got an opportunity, and I think he continues to build off of that, and he ends up being just a a really good guard and I li- I like the upside so I'm not going to just I'm not going to uh well oh, that was my last damn pick that was which is what makes it a terrible pick that was yep. my last pick I thought I had one more you picked um, a guard in the top 10 not great bob <laughs> that was a mistake <laughs> it's like it's like the Minnesota Vikings not you know calling in their pick and then like right, people right, just passing right, them over right. like oh wait wait what what happened oh my bad gosh. connection the facts didn't go through oh my gosh okay Zach okay your last pick who do you have so 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 it's the last I'm pick gonna, of the put in parentheses who I would have taken here okay who, who you sh- what, what would take at ten or who you should have taken at nine or kind of both yeah kind of both okay or who I would have taken at eleven. Okay. <laughs> we have one more pick. It's the inaugural Stokely and Zach drafting of the Denver Broncos. What can we learn about drafting the top 10 players uh, in our estimation in 2023? Here's what I'm thinking. Pat Sertan, I pick Garrett Bowles, you, yep. Justin Simmons, Javante, Draymond, me, you, Jerry, me, Russell, you, DJ Jones, me, Quinn Miners, by mistake, and then you, last pick of the draft. You're up. Where are you going to go? Do I go... Tim Patrick's coming back this year. Yes, he is. Tim Patrick is the most reliable receiver that the Broncos have when healthy. Banged up last year. Do I take a flyer on that? Do I take my flyer on Randy Gregory? This well, is yeah. This is when like he the, is healthy. Like man, the seventh round, right? Kind of. That's why I picked Quinn Miners. So forget you. I did. That was a good pick. Alex Singleton is a tackling machine and a football playing Jesse. I'm going with Randy Gregory. This is this would be the pick that I would pick Randy Gregory. The final pick in the Stokely and Zach drafting of the Denver Broncos. He goes number 10. I, I, I wouldn't take him before this and didn't take him before this, but I'm taking him here because I've seen what it looks like in a Broncos uniform, and he looked like the maybe the best football player at an impactful position. I'm taking Randy Gregory with the last pick. Very fair. Yeah, I, I mean, that's when you gamble on a guy like that to stay healthy and his upside. Um I mean, you pick two injured guys. I, I just, uh, I would if I was you, I would have picked. I have it in parentheses right here. I would have picked Alex Singleton. I mean, okay. the guy had like 500 tackles this year. He's, that's all he did was make tackles. Was, I think he's a value. He's going to be a free agent. I think we really need to get that guy locked up and pay him. Uh, just a good football player. Yeah, he's like just you a said, good football that's player. What he does. Yep. He just he just, is a, just makes plays. So um, that's who I would have picked. Randy Gregory. I, I'm not going to give you too much pushback on that. I think we need to throw it out there. Who had the better draft? I like it. I like it. Uh, really good stuff here. I like that. That was a fun segment. I think there's a couple things that we can legitimately learn from the exercise that we just went through. And we'll decide what those lessons are coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan.
about songs that could get played in a Broncos game that people could sing along to. Uh, no. This uh, is a classic. Yeah, but no, it's not. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. Growing, yeah, growing on me a little bit. I don't know if we can sing that though. Like, can we? I think we could, maybe, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. I like it. All right. Open fire. Uh, hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line if you have some more suggestions. Because uh, they sing a song in 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 Philly. They sing a song in Buffalo. They sing a song in Chicago. We started because we played Enter Sandman. That's what they do at Virginia Tech games. Uh, country I don't roads. Want, yeah, I don't Virginia. like you know these these NFL like you know they made up this Eagle song. It's really corny and, and dumb. All right. Um, wow. And, and like, most, like really old though. And like, it's like part of their. Tradition. Does that matter? I think it should. Yeah. No, it's still corny and dumb. Because if it's corny like, and dumb, if you just made it up, but if like, it's corny and dumb because that's what everyone's always done. It sort of gets passed down. Then you just like embrace it and lean yeah. into the corny. I think and Buffalo's is probably dumb too. Um, um, watch your mouth. <laughs> now you're pissing me <laughs> off. Uh, most of those are like, I don't like them. Like let's let's do let's do you know a you know jump around. Let's do a something like that uh, to really get something going. What about Thunderstruck? That got you know I loved it. Thunder's the horse. It. Right. That, that makes some sense. Right. But it's got to have the right. around, run thunder yeah. around the field, like tear it up a little bit more. <laughs> Just, <laughs> while we're playing Thunderstruck uh, and everyone. Oh, no. yes. I, I think the guy from the Super Bowl that, that does the Super Bowl fields, uh, who Evans this morning was calling the Sod Father. Yeah, that's what he's that's like his at, name. Oh, is he got a shirt on, Sod Father. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But he's like, at Evans made that up. He's like at war with the NFL now. Because of how bad it was, and they're putting it on him, and he's blaming it on the director. And I was listening to Schlereth at Evans this morning, and, and it, it was like a real war of words between that guy and the league. Well, someone's he said they watered it too much. And d- didn't let a uh, sun hit it. Yeah, whatever. I mean, what's, whatever. that's someone's job. Like, how much water to sun ratio do we have going on here, right? That's what you do. That's all you do. You should know that. Right. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's Whatever. Like, it's like Ticketmaster. You're the master of tickets, and right. you launched the biggest tour in your history, yeah. and you totally screw it up. Like you had totally one job, master of tickets. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're gonna get those fees fixed, though. See that, Joe? Joe's on that. No. Oh yeah, yeah. The fees are gonna be fixed. Wh- who's Joe? Joe B. He's on that. Sleepy Joe. Oh, 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 jeez. Bicycle Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what could we learn? What did we learn? Uh, you didn't see that? Like, he, tweet, he tweeted that out, I think. Something about, like, he's taking away the fees or the fees are going to be, like, not kept No, yes. I did not see it. If I saw it, I probably thought it was a parody because I'm sure we got bigger fish to fry. Um, that was the point. But yeah. we, we just did this, the inaugural Stokely and Zach Broncos draft, okay? And we drafted the top 10 players in our estimation kind of one at a time. It's just sort of naturally reacting to each other. We did not plan uh, any of this. I'm sure you didn't know we were going to do this segment as we were starting it. Um, That's not fair. So, so well, true. Real quick, real quick. But I felt like I still dominated you. you and did. I dominated you on the rock, paper, scissors. You <laughs> fell for my trap, 
and I got you. And so I had the first overall pick, the and I think pick. I got the best player. And that I think that goes a long way. I think there's a big gap from one to two. Go ahead. So Tom. so real quick, these are the picks, and I want to go over what, what we might have learned. Uh, Pat Sertan went number one. Garrett Bowles, I took number two. Stokely took Justin Simmons, number three. I took Javante Williams, number four. You took Draymond Jones, number five. I then took Jerry Judy, number six. You took Russell Wilson at number seven. I took interior defensive lineman DJ Jones at number eight. You took Quinn Miners, uh, the guard, at number nine. And I uh, finished up with taking a flyer on Randy Gregory with the final pick. I didn't like my guard. I, I, I should have. I, I thought I had one more pick, and I was going to pick Alex Singleton. I wish I would have picked Alex Singleton instead of Quinn Miners, but I think my draft is loaded. I mean, I got the best player on the football team uh, in Pat Sertan. Then you got the – I felt like I got the second best player, Justin Simmons. Um, and then I get Draymond Jones, and I get my quarterback, Russell Wilson, with my fourth pick. Um and I look at you like, oh, Javante's hurt. Randy's hurt. And then you got like DJ well, Jones. Well, hold on. Uh, provide context. Yesterday we heard that Javante, uh, they're hoping is good to go for week one. But even if he's not, I'm betting on his football character. I'm betting on his work ethic. Zach, they've also told us like, yeah, Randy's going to be back. And, you know, like, oh, no. Yeah, we're not I'm using my own head on this one. I'm not, I'm, 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 we knew about that. what it's, they're telling me. not a big deal. And, like, oh. and what I know to be true myself. That's so Go ahead. That's fair. So I like your team. I like my team. I think there's some flaws with it. But if we did this last year, that rock, paper, scissors carries way more importance. Yeah. Because we're both taking Russell Wilson number one overall. Yep. That is true. I wasn't sure if he was going to get drafted. I was going to take him with my last pick if he was still there. Okay. You took him there at seven. That's maybe one of my, my, my bigger takeaways. Um, yeah, I think I think – this year, you know, you have to take him in the top ten, and I I took him where I took him because you know what we saw a picture of him without his shirt on, and he looks great, which is a big sign to me that you know what this guy gets it. He has looked in the mirror and he has taken this thing seriously, and he's just he's just going to plow ahead. It's going to be like Seattle Seahawks Russell Wilson. This isn't going to be like 2022 Russell Wilson, fat and happy. Mm. Right and calling the shots. No, no. I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just gonna, I'm just coming here to work. You handle all the other stuff, Sean Payton, and I'm gonna be in great shape and I'm ready to go. I'm gonna be back to being that quarterback that was in Seattle, a guy that can move around, guy that can make things happen off script. That's who I'm gonna be. Yeah. And you know what? If we have to run the ball and I have to play second fiddle, that's all good. I'm not gonna bulk up and try to be this pocket quarterback like I was last year. Nope. So. I really like what I've seen so far from him. Oh, they wanted to take that office away office away from me last year at the end of the season? Go ahead, take it. Boom. I'm good. So I, I like all the clues heading into this year that he could have a bounce-back season. And I like the pick for all those reasons. And hopefully when we do this next year, Russell Wilson is the number one overall pick. Anyway, we can save this. Of and course. Like, and, like, have this so when we do it next year, like, oh, this is what yes. we did next year. Yes, yes, No chance uh, that we save it. Uh, no. We'll save it. I'll save it. Um Hopefully next year we're arguing over who is the second best player on the Broncos. Yes, that's hopefully, correct. hopefully, you know, Javante Williams maybe is you're 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 trying to scoop him up with the second overall pick, or Jerry Judy's the second overall pick. 
Yeah, and you're hoping that Tim Patrick makes a move into this or Cortland Sutton all of a sudden makes a move into this, right? So That was one of my bigger takeaways. We literally didn't even say Sutton's name as a suggestion or a candidate, and he's the highest-paid wide receiver that the Broncos have and one of the highest-paid offensive players the Broncos have. Didn't even say his name. Nope. Mentioned Tim Patrick before yeah. we mentioned Cortland Sutton. And Tim Patrick, you know, like you, I mean, he's coming off of an ACL. Yep. Randy Gregory should be picked second in this draft. That would be like, like if you're saying how it should be and, and what happens if he is picked second next year, I mean, that means he played in you know, 15, 16 games right. and had 12, 13, 14 sacks. It right. was just that guy that we saw the first couple games. Yes, that would be awesome. Where do you think the top five Broncos picked here compare to other teams in, whether it's in the AFC West, in the AFC, around the NFL, like, do you think this is a good top five? And it's imperfect because we're it's humans picking these guys. But Pat Sertan, Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, Javante Williams, Draymond Jones. I mean, it's the NFL, right? These are NFL players. I mean, where do they stack up when you talk about uh, upper echelon? Um, no, I mean, probably... Lower end. That's why we're losing a lot of football games around yeah. here. That's why it hasn't been good. Yeah. I mean, there's some good players here, but even yeah, if you they s- should be good players. This is the NFL. Right. Well, are they special? Are they? Where do they rank when you look at like a Kansas City or you know some of the uh, the Chargers and uh, some of some of those football teams in our division and out of our division in the AFC? You're probably towards the bottom. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of uh, again one of these little lessons here during this exercise of when I look at these guys. I don't know if one guy that we picked in the top five is like a war daddy, a game changer, Sunday in, Sunday out. Yeah, you know. Pastor Tan is probably the closest qualification. That's why he goes number one. That's right. And that's why I told you if I won the rock, paper, scissors, I'm taking him number one too. But, but, uh, you know, Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, he plays safety really good, but he's been really good on just this team that's been bad forever. You know, he plays safety. Yeah. Javante Williams. You know, promising, but what does it really look like? Uh, Draymond Jones, is he even a Bronco this coming year? That's why I want to include him because I do think he's certainly on the top ten Broncos, maybe top five. He he could be walking out the door. So I think that maybe when we talk about this roster and moving forward, um, using just a little bit of wisdom of where the talent actually stacks up to the rest of these NFL teams. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it's it was, it's not up there. I can tell you that. You don't you don't have the losing seasons that we've had and win five games last year uh, with with ton of talent all over the place. Right. All right. Uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Okay. The game of basketball, Stoke, has plenty of crossovers, but the NBA MVP debate has now crossed over into new territory. Holy moly! It's next. <laughs> It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. This is a suggestion on the RamosLaw.com text line. Welcome to the jungle for Broncos games. I like it, yeah. A little tone setter. Yeah. They're going back and forth. What 
what songs uh, can we play at a Broncos game where everyone could sing along to? Um, and we got there based on all these other examples. I didn't quite realize just how many examples there are until we start going through them on college and the pro side. Um, Broncos don't really have one. So we're kind of workshopping what one of these potential songs could be. So if you got a suggestion, shoot it along to the uh, RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Uh, good response from our draft. You know, just just simple stuff like, hey, both of you guys are going to regret not taking Greg Dulcich, like type stuff. Like, And, okay. Like, and Don Reiser didn't go. He did not go. He did not go. Um, but, yeah, Dulcich is another one. So, yeah, that, I mean, there's a few that uh, ho- hopefully we, we get to revisit next year, like look at what we did this year yeah. compared to last year. That'd be um, great. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, okay, the game of basketball has many crossovers, but the NBA MVP debate has crossed over into new territory. I don't know what's going on here, and I don't know if you've seen some of this today, but a lot of this stuff has taken on a life of its own. Today. Today. More. Today. So so yesterday, J.J. Redick goes on. This has become a national conversation, and it's, and it's at the center of it is, no pun, at the center of it is Jokic and... Embiid to a lesser degree. But you have this back and forth between Kendrick Perkins um, and J.J. Redick. Perkins comes out and says um, that why doesn't uh, Jokic get criticized for stat padding? Okay? And J.J. Redick goes on his podcast and does like a three, four-minute rant, but uh, included in it is this. What the f*** are you watching? So... It's kind of like okay, you talk about a tone setter. Like we're we're this is real a real disagreement here. Reddick, uh, in addition to the podcast, goes on first take and has a breakdown of why this suggestion of stat padding is completely absurd. If you want to see the video, it's on my Twitter account. I couldn't have known when I just simply tweeted the video that like this will be JJ Reddick's last appearance on first take. It is blown up among the most um, not viral. I don't want to say that, but most successful like. Uh, engaging tweets I've ever hit send on. It's almost got a million views, and it was sent yesterday. So if you want to see the full video, it's there. It's like two minutes long. But he's defending Jokic, okay? And he's citing that the team is 23-0 and when he goes for a triple-double. He goes for a triple-double last night. They're now 24-0 when he goes for a triple-double. That incites the response from Kendrick Perkins this morning. I don't know what to do with it. Play it. When I come on here every single time and I ask, what is the criteria for the MVP and how the goalposts move? I'm asking these questions for a reason. And so when I when I look at JJ and I hear him talk because he's so big in analytics and he's he's a historian when it comes down to diving in deep and going back into history and talking about the evolution of the game. Why didn't he never bring up this in particular subject? When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. <laughs> what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. I mean, hold on a second. First of all, Steve Nash was quarterbacking the best team in the Western Conference and setting assist records that have him on the all-time list. Steve Nash was a great player. Now, there was other stuff. There's context. 
there's there's context. Kobe was averaging a ton of points and was going through what he was going through, uh, and some people just were not going to vote for Kobe, whatever. But to take away from Nash and Dirk, who are two of the greatest players we've ever seen, and reduce it down to race? We're talking about Jokic, who has got the number one team in the Western Conference and is averaging a triple-double, and he's doing it in the most efficient manner we've ever seen. Stokely, he's had one game where he shot under 50%. He's shooting 60% from the field. If you count true shooting percentage, so like if you get fouled and you go to the line and you make two free throws, that doesn't go on your field goal percentage, but it goes on your true, true field goal percentage. Jokic is shooting 70%. We've never seen anything like this. And I, I'll, I'll say, share this personally. I really liked Kendrick Perkins and really yeah. liked some of the angle that he's come from and the, his realness. And, and he... I, 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 and it's funny. He does it. You know, I, I'm the same way. I am disappointed that yeah. this is where the conversation has gone because yeah. we're watching one of the great seasons ever. And to blend in race with it is just... I just... I don't know what to do with that. I don't... I, I, and, and, it's just yeah. wrong. It, it, it's it's not okay. No, I mean you're talking about uh, uh, another. He had a historic season last year. You're talking about another historic season this year, and it's he just continues to deliver. And then why say that? Right. But you know, there's different rules now, and I just uh, that's that's an awful take. It's an awful take. Like, why even go down that road? And, and here's the other thing that I'm, I'm disappointed with, with Kendrick Perkins specifically, is Perkins has waxed poetic about Jokic's greatness. He has. And, yes. and, and, and I touched on this yesterday, because he wants Embiid to win MVP. All right? Okay. You do not need to push someone else's head down to raise Another human's head. I just don't understand it, and I'm just I'm just disappointed. And 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 th- there's a theory here, and I heard Mike talking about it this morning, and Raj and, and Richie behind the scenes that like ESPN. Let me bounce this off you because I, I I I can't buy it, but I don't I don't want to put it past anyone either. That LeBron and the Lakers, LeBron's injured, Lakers are down. Right. That these are small market teams that could, you know, Nuggets could make a big run. Trying to find just something, a lightning rod, something polarizing to fill TV time and drive engagement. And these comments are going everywhere today. Right. Just like JJ's comments went everywhere yesterday. But now there's like gas on a fire that shouldn't be burning this bright. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that, that very well could be uh, what happened. And, you know, you, you start going down that road with JJ Reddick yesterday. And then, you know, if, if you want to keep this thing going, put more gas on the fire, then that's the route that you take there. So um, very interesting. You know, you, you, you think about Shannon and Skip. Like, was that pre-orchestrated? Right, for right, to, right, right. What were we doing? We were talking about right. that stuff the next day. What are we doing? We're talking about, you know, yeah. um, Kendrick Perkins and his comments on Jokic. So, you know, that's what they wanted. That, that's what they got. right. I hope that's not the case. I'd be even more. I'm, I'm already disappointed. I'd be even more disappointed if it was contrived. So there's no way of knowing. We'll leave it where it lies. Uh, who knows where the conversation goes from here? Goodness. Okay. 
Uh, and someone saying, hey, what's your Twitter handle so we can watch the JJ video? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Stoke is at bstokely14. I am at byesline, B-Y-E-S-L-I-N-E. Okay. There was a detail from yesterday's conversation with Sean Payton from the NFL Combine that got a little bit lost. And I think it's a sign of the changing times in Denver. That's next.